you can kind of see who are like really powerful individuals are a lot of like the high level athletes like LeBron James with his jumping, like Hussein Bolt with his sprinting or somebody who can, uh, or like a shot putter or somebody like yeah. that, right. And from the Olympic shot putter. So, um, it's very, uh, it's a really important fitness component. And, um, from the research we saw much like strength, it declines one to 3% of your strength declines every year after age 55, they believe that it's possibly double that for power anywhere two to 6% declines annually. Um, so wow. it's really important to keep that as a, um, regular component of your workout routine is yeah. power training. So as Shannon uh, kind of put earlier, there is a test to help you kind of give you an indicator of whether or not you are uh, where your level of power is. And that's the sit stand test. So now oh. both of us are going to essentially oh boy. perform the sit to stand test. So you're listening to the Addicted to Fitness podcast brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts. Nick and Shannon Birch. Thank you for checking out this week's episode of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We are back. We have a new episode for you. But before we get into the episode for this week, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today, especially if you are a regular listener. We appreciate you so much. And honestly, it is the actions that you take that really support this podcast. Actions like leaving a review, mm -hmm. rating, sharing with a friend, posting on Instagram, yep. whatever, any of that stuff. We love it. We love it. So thank you so much for all of that and keep up the good work. Um, I don't know how many episodes we have, but I know we're over, we're over 400. 400. You know that. So, <laughs> so I feel like that's pretty impressive. And we have a lot of material for you guys to pick from. Um, and a fun fact that Nick always likes to reference is that most of the platforms that you typically access your podcasts on, like Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, things like that, they only give you a certain number of our most recent episodes. So that means that there's a ton of episodes. Um, I think po Apple Podcasts, it's 100, yep. right? So. There's tons of episodes for you guys if you go to Lipson. Mm -hmm. Addicted to fitness.lipson.com. That's right. So you can see the full library and also take a fun trip down memory lane and <laughs> find out what we were like before we had a child. Yeah. That's that was kind of like it went all the way back then. So uh with all that said, we are going to talk about power That's right. today get your power back yes and this is, this is not electricity like we're not this this is not what we're talking about are we speaking truth to power we're talking i don't even know what that is <laughs> i don't think so i think i've just heard that <laughs> sounds like some sort of preaching cult mm, thing we won't be doing that uh no we're talking about the power from a fitness perspective that you would typically hear talked about in a workout or with a trainer, came up in conversation with Nick and I. He's like, yeah, sure, that there's strengths and there's cardio cardio, and there's endurance. And then he's like, and there's power. And I was like, what the heck is the difference? Mm -hmm. So he's going to break it down for us because as soon as he said, I went, 
Duh. <laughs> I should know that. But he's going, we're going to do a fun little test for you. You can try it at home yourself. Yep. To find out where you are with your power. That's right. So before we get into that training recap, yeah, go ahead. Right. Oh, you want me to go first? Okay. I am well, thank throwing you. it. Um, what do you? I had a good week of training. Two jujitsu classes um, that were very productive, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, got in a challenging upper body workout at the gym. I've been trying to do some more unconventional stuff for my upper body since you know, I've had dealt with a shoulder issue as of late, as you guys have heard me talk about. And so I did some heavy farmer's carries, some bottoms up holds, um, some uh, some more sh kind of, I guess, scapula work, kind of like shoulder rehab, prehab work almost. Okay. So I did a little bit more extensive, some of that, or those type of exercises for my workout this week, along with a sauna session. So um, I got some good workouts in. I think I got a Peloton in this week also. So yeah, so I definitely had a good work of, good work, I had a good week of workouts. Um, so I was very happy with my production uh, my productivity this week. Uh, what about you? How did you do? Uh, I feel like I did really well, actually. I got in, oh gosh, what did I do? I did a couple spinning sessions. I did a couple strength sessions and I did yoga. Nice. And I was a little bit, a little bit tender, a few areas, but like not horribly uncomfortable you know so I feel like my body was engaged I pushed myself outside my my usual limit and I was really happy with this week nice feel good feel yeah. good at the end of the week yeah I would say my shoulders felt better than it ever has and I think I'll tell you why or I'll let you in on why that is later in the podcast um but now I've got a little bit of a knee issue so <laughs> Hopefully it's just a temporary thing. Your mom treated it with some acupuncture today. So I'm really hoping that uh, kind of solves itself. But um, that's kind of what I'm dealing with right now. But yeah. I'm going to keep on keeping on. So now we're going to go into the topic of power. And as Shannon so eloquently put in the beginning, it is a component of fitness that I think gets often overlooked mm. by general Right, like kind of the general population, general fitness people, because I think people kind of think about cardio fat, cardiovascular training, and or strength training. Those are kind of the two component components they would uh, they break their workouts down into. Um, so, but as uh, if anybody knows about athletic training, a big portion of athletic training is power training. Um, but you don't have to be an athlete in order to train do power training. And it's actually from the article that we, kind of the research we've done, we've seen that you definitely need power, especially mm -hmm. as you age. And yep. we've talked about it before for res with resistance training, you definitely need it as you age, but also need power training. So power, for lack of better words, is how fast you can apply force uh, in a given situation. So usually we uh, kind of break it down to strength times speed. Um, so basically how much strength you can exert in the shortest period of time. So one version of it that I think a lot of people can probably, uh, uh, I guess, 
understand is like jumping, mm-hmm. like a broad jump. You know, basically, how much force can you exert and jump as far as you can、um, from the standing position? You know, so that's that's an example of a power、uh, exercise. Jumping is.、Um, in addition to jumping, there's things like、uh, we usually call them、uh, not eccentric, well, eccentric exercises. So, like an eccentric、mm-hmm. squat, where you go down slow up fast, which is kind of what we're going to do in a little bit for our、uh, power test. Um, but also another really good one、um, is well, I don't want to get all the exercise away yet. <laughs>、um, but I think uh, people that uh, are uh, you can kind of see who are like really powerful individuals are a lot of like the high level athletes, like LeBron James with his jumping, like Hussein Bolt with his sprinting, or somebody who can,、uh, or like a shot putter or somebody like、yeah. that, right? And from the Olympic shot putter, so. Um, it's very,、uh, it's a really important fitness component, and、um, from the research we saw, much like strength, it declines one to three percent of your strength declines every year after age fifty-five. They believe that it's possibly double that for power, anywhere two to six percent declines annually.、Um, so、wow. it's really important to keep that as a、um, regular component of your workout routine is、yeah. power training. So. As Shannon、uh, kind of put earlier, there is a test to help you, kind of give you an indicator of whether or not you are、uh, where your level of power is, and that's the sit stand test. So now、oh. both of us are going to essentially、oh、perform the sit to stand test. So to describe it verbally, we are、uh, both of us are going. We have a chair here in the room, and we're going to sit on it. Hands are on across our cross. Crossed across our chest, crossed、yeah. over our chest. I guess is、yeah. the better way to put it.、Um, and we're sitting in the chair, opposite hand, opposite shoulder. Yep, with cross, no arms. And we're going to see how many times we can sit to stand、uh, in a thirty-second time period.、Woo. So typically,、um, based on let me see what the numbers I saw earlier. I think it said for men over sixty-five. Men over sixty-five, boom, boom, boom. Which you are not. Nope. <laughs> It's a boom, boom, boom. Men over sixty-five should be able to do twelve or more. Women over sixty-five should do eleven or more. So, since we're neither in that age group,、uh, so it says. While no defined standard for younger adults, one study suggests that men under sixty should be able to complete at least seventeen and women fifteen. Okay. So. We're going to give it a go. Yeah. Who you want to go first or second?、Uh, I can try first. Okay. Knock this baby out.、Mm-hmm. I'm like serious pressure now. I'm like, all、oh, right.、Oh, go ahead. Assume the position. Take your mic off. Don't take that with you. All right. So I will count you down. Okay. So yep. Just make sure I understand what this is. Can I sit on the edge? Yes. You can sit on the edge. I just don't want you to miss when you sit back down. Yeah, well, I'm just saying I can't actually... stand up and touch. Oh, really? Yeah, sit on the edge. Sit on the edge. So your feet touch. Uh huh. So you're gonna. She's gonna stand up completely and then come down, and we're gonna see how many no, she can do. Is it like this? Yep. Yep. So that's what. Stand up fully. Yep. Okay, you are gonna keep count. Is that okay? Yeah. I'll keep the time. Okay. Starting in three, two. 
One, go. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. And time, 23. Woo, very nice. I know, I was like, she's going to go. She's going to go right on the ground. Oh. All right, she's micing back up. Whew. What number did you get? 23. 23. So she is well over, what did it say, 15? 15. Yeah, 15. All right. All right. So I'm going to take my mic off. Be careful. I was I was kind of regretting wearing socks as well. So you're smart. Bare feet. See? <laughs> I'm still kind of like catching my breath. It like really crept up on me. All right. Countdown. Three. Two, one, go. Yeah, I'm like still a little uh, breathless, but my heart rate's coming back down. I can feel it. My watch is probably like, what the heck are you doing at this hour and <laughs> doing all these freaking squats, essentially? That's what it feels like, just doing squats. After about like... After about 15, you do start wondering, is my butt going to make it back down onto the chair? And stop. Oh, I beat you. I will say, though, I'm built for speed, not for endurance. Built for speed. <laughs> I have always been, I have always been better at strength and speed than I have at endurance. I am not, I am really not built for endurance. Welcome back. <laughs> good job, good job. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, you'd worry that out that chair. Moving. You do? <laughs> I was I really was like, concerned. Oh, an inch. <laughs> so, yeah, that was good. But yeah, so luckily we were well both over the number. So, yeah, you guys give that a try. Let us know what you think or let us know what you did, what your test was. And I would say to maybe do it on a chair or on a rug or something because so the chair won't move like we had it on our hardwood floor and it was sliding. So, yeah, you can do that and let us know. Give us a follow us on Instagram at the ATF podcast and let us know what your number was. Maybe yeah, I would. A, I would suggest putting the the back of the chair against a wall. Yeah. Would be the best bet. Yeah. Because and like you know, or maybe like a shelf or a table or something. Right. Because yeah, it's it's a little unnerving, and I feel like there was a part of me that kind of hesitated. Yeah. And slowed me down a bit. <laughs> so, uh, kind of alluded to it earlier, but power training definitely should be a part component of your workout regimen, um, but it doesn't have to be. I feel like when people talk about power training, they get get a little worried. They always think that it's yeah. has to be, you know, it has to be whether you're 
uh, throwing med balls or doing some micro box jumps and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to necessarily do that. I would say that throwing a slam ball, which is actually a version of the med ball that doesn't bounce, that mm-hmm. is a great power exercise. I think yeah. anybody can do it. Um, you can balls that are like weighted four to six pounds and really um, get a lot of benefit from those from different versions of the slam slam ball. Rotational slam balls around the world, single legs, or straight up and down slams because those are really great power training. I think everybody can do them of all ages and fitness levels. Yeah. So um, that's one of my probably recommended go-to power exercise. Um, you know, for our athletes, the golfers that we train, we do kind of power sets where we do a strength set followed by a speed exercise, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, uh, you know, doing trap bar squats followed by bounding jumps right after it, step out, step out of the trap bar and do three broad jumps right in a row, mm-hmm. um, whether it be split squats followed by box jumps. So um, those are some of the versions that we would do. And like you said, a, a box jump, jumping is a power exercise. I, I was going to say, I think like a really great way, like what you said earlier about doing a fast up, slow down. Yes. That is a really good starting point, right. I think. I agree. If you're gonna, if you're gonna kind of s- just get into power, mm-hmm. start there. It's great at any level. Then you can add weight. You can you can progress just with that. But then taking exercises and adding a jump. Yeah. Holy cow! I mean, not only is it super i think for um kind of disrupting your body's comfort level Mm -hmm. because you're just adding this whole other component you can easily add it to things that you already like do well if you do squats well then do jump squats right if you do like a split squat then do jumping split squats and seriously like feel the burn baby um but yeah you can you can do Jumping jacks. Jumping jacks are actually a really good power mm-hmm. move. And yeah. you can do like a, what is it, like where you come down like to a squat kind of crouched and then you jump out like a starfish. Uh, okay. You remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't know what those are. I don't called. know what they're called, but those are really good too. Skater jumps. Skater jumps, yep. Love those. Mm-hmm. Kind of a single leg workout. So yeah, there is... Then you can do, like, I mean, you can go progressive and really extend your jumps. But that's what I think of, like, with box jumps right. and, like, yeah. you know, like, True. distance jumps. Like, that is taking a move that already requires that power, and then you are just up-leveling it from there. Yeah, and I think, uh, especially you you kind of hit it on the head, the the squat jumps or um, the even the box jump, you don't have to get higher and higher on the box. that. That is good. It improves your vertical, improves kind of like your leg strength when you jump on a higher box. Yeah. But you're, the idea, the component, the one component of power that differentiates it from strength is moving quickly. Mm-hmm. So you can still move quickly to get on a box. You can try to jump high and land soft on the box. So it's all about trying to move rapidly. It's not necessarily high, high, how high you jump, it's how rapidly or how quickly you jump yeah right so it's uh and you can do that with jumping or you could do it like you said it's really is tempo 
of the exercise. Like a lot of things we do, what I do with my clients is I change up the tempo of their exercises. So normally, you know, if you do a bench press, you think about, oh, about two seconds down, two seconds up is kind of like a regular tempo. Well, usually I'll have them switch it up. We'll do a slow countdown, four countdown, and one count up. Really mm-hmm. try to move the weight quickly away from their chest. And usually yeah. it's a lighter weight when we start doing those um, because I want to get that aspect of moving rapidly. You know, yeah. along with the benefits of eccentric, which is a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's the idea is tempo. Think about your tempo. You can be already be doing some power exercises with exercises that you're doing in your workout plan. You just have to change up the tempo. Yeah. And I asked this earlier because like when you learn about like strength and you learn about, you know, you learn about people's speed and endurance abilities you learn about different muscle types that we have. Right. So there's two muscle types. There's fast and slow twitch right. muscles. Yep. Now, I know for a fact that I have way more fast twitch muscles than I do slow, which is why I'm not really built as an endurance kind of athlete and why power, I think, comes a lot more naturally to me. So can you explain like why that is? Well, so you kind of your your nervous system develops those different types of muscles. It's a lot to do with genetics, but it also develop it, it develops in your formative years, especially like during puberty, during your growth spurt, if you're more of an endurance if you're doing more endurance exercises or more speed exercises. I like was I said, cheerleading. you have a pro you you already <laughs> have kind of due to genetics have an in kind of uh you're geared towards one way, but if you're training when you're younger, when you're in that formative phases, when you're kind of your your nervous system is really trying to affect your body composition, that can help actually basically that time can train your body to either have more fast twitch or more slow twitch muscles. That's so it's sense. like that's what we talk about when we train young golfers. We're always just talking about speed training, speed, yeah. speed, speed. Even especially when they're before they hit the growth spurt and during their growth spurt is because before the growth spurt, they can't really worry about strength. They can't gain muscle. They don't have the hormones to gain muscle yet. Right. So we're just like speed, running, throwing the ball, just just trying to swing the club as fast as you can. Don't even worry about hitting the ball. Just trying to develop that speed to get that mm-hmm. fast twitch going, get the, the neurons pumping so you get more fast twitch muscle recruitment. That when you do start developing more strength, you already have the speed component. Yeah. Because the sad thing is, it's not that it's... You should definitely, I don't want to say this to like negate kind of the conversation we just had about power. Right. You definitely can gain more power or keep the level of power you are. Right. It's really hard to get faster when you're older. Yeah. So yeah, maybe you can run, long, run longer distances and things like that, but being able to like improve your 40 There's four time, things that's working against yeah, you as you, you get older. Really, you can't really, it's hard to do that because you're out of your speed phase. Yeah. You know, your body is no longer developing those speed fast twitch muscles anymore. So yeah. you can definitely improve your endurance. You can improve, you can improve your strength and power, but this fact about how fast you can move, that's... You kind of pass that point, so yeah, it's a sliding so, scale down. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's it, it's a uh, it, it's not that it's not important to do it and trying to do it rapidly to create that power, but don't think about that you're uh, you're going to be sprinting out there. Yeah, uh, not that it's not good to do sprinting, cardiovascular health, and things like that, but it's like uh, it's like you're you're you already hit your speed peak. 
Yeah, but yeah, but it's it's important why that speed is a part of the equation. Mm -hmm. It's not solely dependent on that. So like, you can still be working on power and absolutely should be working on power at all ages. Mm. Yeah. So don't. I mean, I know. So not the same thing, but like power yoga. I mean, actually, yes, I think power yoga does have some some things that that might work um, as a power exercise. But just because there's a power in front of it doesn't mean it's necessarily like power training. Um, So focus on incorporating some of those things that we talked about today and like focus on those those exercises you already feel really competent with that you're looking to up level. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, tempo is the easiest way to add power training to your regimen. Yeah. And get a slam ball. It's fun. Trust me. It is. <laughs> I did used to like those when I did CrossFit. I loved those. All right. It's a great so, way to get your aggressions out too. Mm-hmm. Just speaking, speaking, I'm sure that probably got you pumped. <laughs> it did. did. Nice. I, <laughs> I needed you to say that so I can segue into this next part called What's Got Us Pumped. So since you let me go first on train recap, I'm going to go first for what's got us pumped. And, well, see, you didn't see? I thought I was going to let you go, didn't you? All right. So what's got me pumped is that I was alluding to it earlier, is that I found a great massage therapist. And it was really thanks to your parents who got me a uh, free massage as a Christmas gift at a place that I've gone to before. Um, I think I actually went there with a group on before. And, you know, it was a nice area, but nothing, or nice uh, facility, but nothing to really write home about. But I got a lady this time around, just maybe the luck of the draw or whatever it was. And she was so good. And literally my shoulder hasn't, has, hasn't felt that good in a long time. And still feels good. Yeah. You know, I haven't had that pain associated with uh, what I've talked about on the podcast before in a long time. So yeah. I'm really, you know, they literally, they got me hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> I signed up for a membership right afterwards. Um, they even had a better deal than my one I was previously signed on for. And it's closer awesome. to the gym. So all things are good. Um, I can't wait to, uh, you know, schedule my next appointment with this lady. Cause yeah. Because uh, I'm going with this massage therapist. I'm not just getting anybody. Yeah. I'm waiting for her. So it is. You're, that's you're... Like, I know there's a lot of massage services out there, but if you've gone and gotten a massage and, like, you've you've walked away going, oh, that was terrible, or I don't know why people get so excited about this, when you find a good massage therapist, it is a game changer. Like, you, it all of a sudden, it's like, oh, like, this is crucial to your existence once you find a good one. I was super spoiled. I had a great one growing up. And ever since then, I'm like, everybody else, like so few coming close. And it's it's made me not get yeah. that many massages. So it is. It's super awesome. You found somebody that you had that aha moment with. Yeah, I know. I'm very stoked. What about you? What's gotten you pumped? Uh, um, well, mine is is not is not as, I think, exciting as a massage, but <laughs> does have to do with my body um, and something I do every day, pretty much, most weekdays at least. I changed up my office desk. So I work from home. 
big shock. Um, <laughs> and I have a standing desk. So I do stand at my desk. I, we, we've done, we've, you've heard, like we've done a walking pad trial. Like I will use that sometimes. But the problem is your butt finds its way back into that chair and you're still stuck with like your setup. And like I've been, I've had horrible headaches and just like muscle tension. And I was watching a YouTube video and it was like a young YouTuber. She's a gamer. So she's got like two huge monitors and it inspired me because she's like, what you need is a monitor riser. It's like, even if you have a monitor that's on like a little stand, or like it's not high enough, like putting it on your desk surface is not enough. You have to get it higher up so that your eyes are actually essentially looking up and your, your chin is like looking up, lifting up. I got a $25 riser from Amazon, put it together one morning, and this thing is so simple and yet so amazing. I don't have like, um, you know, massive screen monitors or anything like that. I don't, I have my little laptop screen and then I've got like a decent sized screen. And it's, I mean, it really has made such a difference. I, I like looking up because so few times during the day do I feel like I actually look up. So it's a totally new feeling to be at my desk because it's not, it's not like I'm looking super high up, but I'm not, I'm not looking down. Everything else I feel like I do over the course of the day from like loading the dishwasher to making beds, folding laundry, everything else I'm looking down. Having my monitors where I spend so much time during the day, I, I'm finally able to, to look up and it's great. So I would highly recommend if you don't have the home office setup that you want, you're not satisfied with it, know that this is a pretty low cost option. And the riser I got, it you can push it together and it makes like space for one monitor or you can pull it apart and it makes space for two. So it's versatile and I think you could probably fit three monitors Whoa. on there if you really wanted. But yeah, it's, you don't have to get fancy. I don't have a very wide desk or long desk. Um, so I, I lost some desk space. That was the only downside, but I also got some storage space because now I can put stuff underneath it. So nice. Extra bonus. Yeah. I like but that. I saw those. Made a big cool. difference. You get to use, well, yeah. I guess I don't know that you get to Kinda use not. it. But I've seen it. And like I said, it definitely look could be helpful it's with like your, it looks okay. it's about base level. No, I would say so. I mean, it, it makes it, sense. It makes sense. Yeah. All right, so hopefully you guys are uh, got something that you're pumped for yourselves. Maybe you're pumped for this episode. 
Maybe you're pumped for one of the 400 and plus extra episodes that we've already done and that you're going to check out and send it to a friend. So we appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, we appreciate you leaving rating reviews and sharing or following us on Instagram at the ATF podcast. Mm-hmm. You got anything else for him tonight? Yep. This has been another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, and we'll check in next time. Bye. For all things Addicted to Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at The ATF Podcast, and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.